The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to the season three finale of Eat Sleep List. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and today my final guest of season three is the one, the only Brian Finch. Brian, thank you first and foremost for being my final guest for season three. Hope you're doing. Uh, hope you're doing okay. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, all things considered. But yeah, I, I would imagine that I was your most readily available person to record on a uh, Wednesday morning. Yes. Uh, because uh, I have no place to go. Right. That's part of That's yeah. definitely the reason why I asked you. It was either <laughs> it was literally you or I was just going to do a solo top 20. And uh, I'd rather just chat with you. Well, hopefully, um, seeing as this is my fifth appearance. Um, uh yeah two holidays and then the first one with and then the uh, arcade historical. video games one yep mm-hmm. yeah, so I think, and the city's ones this is your sixth oh geez good grief. <laughs> all right well i need to retire after this one all right sounds good <laughs> <laughs> i might as well get you for this kind of list because this is uh this is quite the banger so to speak uh brian came up with a with a really cool thing it's almost uh uh, we like to call it listception. All right. Uh, a list within a list. However, I believe this one is a list within a list within a list. Yeah. I, yes. That's exactly what I was going to go. I was going to say <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. Uh, it is. It's a really cool uh, theme. And Brian, I'm going to let you uh, explain what it is and uh, why we are talking about it. Yeah. Um, thought about the list for a while knowing that i was gonna be you know the one coming up with the topic because we've had a few that we've you've said hey i want to do a christmas one hey i want to do a halloween one like our good trick-or-treating one and i was like yeah all those things are right on my alley and we didn't even have to think about it right and then when i came to this i'm like well let's try and figure out a way that we can encapsulate a lot of your shows because this is your third season now. Yes. So over three seasons, let's try and encapsulate as many of those lists as we possibly can into one list. And the best way I could come up with that is to do a franchise list that covers movies, video games, uh, books, TV shows. Like if you enjoy a certain brand, and a certain media of that brand, it will probably be represented on these lists. Yeah, I, 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 I would dare say so. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, because I mean, you and I, we have a lot of similar interests, but there's also some different yeah. ones uh, as well. But, but right, I think this is is this is really cool to kind of consolidate all the pop culture stuff that we've ever talked about on Eat Sleep List. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got a lot. Uh, we're doing top tens. All right. Yeah. So top tens, 
grouping them, uh, listing what media platforms we like in order, and then listing our favorites essentially from them. So, uh, Brian, you ready to make a list? I am ready. All right. Let's have you kick us off with your number 10. All right. Number 10 is going to come in pretty vanilla. Um, It's Harry Potter. And I'll be the first to say right now, I've never read the books. Um, I've only messed around with a a little bit of the video game aspect. And uh, but I love the movies. I am a Harry Potter fan, not a diehard. I don't own shirts. I don't, you know, um, go out and buy wands or anything like that. But I, I enjoy them. I defend them when they get ridiculed for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, because of that, um, movies is on top of this list of Harry Potter franchise media. Um, I understand that it all starts with the books, and I'll acknowledge that the books are probably better. But for me, they the books come second to movies. And then last would be video games. And my favorite movie, that's tough. I thought about it for a while, but um, uh, I'd have to say Prisoner of Azkaban. That is a good one. Yeah. That is a very good one. So Harry Potter, number 10, just, just dipping our toes in here. Very light. All right. Well, I can assure you Harry Potter's on my list at some point. Um, very good. All right. My number 10. It's morphin time. Uh, I'm going with the mighty morphin power Rangers. All right. It's a, it, I don't follow the power Rangers now, like I did back when I was a kid, but I do just do remember how important that was to me growing up, yeah. you know, my mm-hmm. upbringing, uh, and all that stuff, all, all the toys that came with it, the, uh, you know, just so much more and it's it's become like one of those things that like retro is is retroactively like super mainstream like the new season of power rangers the new seasons of power rangers haven't like hit in a long time uh, as far as being as big as the original one but um you know you go to a store and you'll see you'll see the power rangers t-shirts right they'll do the old mighty morphin power rangers t-shirts um where you know they have like the, the different you know, Zord, you know, it's basically like their, their, their costumes on a t-shirt or you'll see shot, shot glasses from back in the day. You'll, you'll just see a lot of retroactive stuff. Uh, but yeah, Power Rangers is uh, easily my, it is easily a top 10 for me. Now, um, you know, we discussed like movie, like movie slash TV show, uh, basically movie slash TV, like a live action or just some kind of viewing experience. Yeah. And uh, obviously the viewing experience is number one for me. So the TV show, honestly, um, I watched the first, I think it would be considered the first five or six seasons religiously of power Rangers. The uh, the first three were mighty Morphin, and the Rizio turbo and then space. And then I kind of fell off of it, but uh, mighty Morphin probably season two is my favorite. I would have to say, uh, that's when Rocky, who was my favorite of the of of, of the Red, original Red Rangers, Steve Cardenas, uh, was in, and uh, yeah. I I, I like the Zords in that second season too. But uh, okay. following that, uh, so if I'm ranking these, yes, so so movies yes. like live action at the top. My second one would be the video games, which were really really cool back in the day. Side scrolling uh, scroller beat 'em ups were a lot what power rangers did back in the day they had the original game and they had the movie game 
Um, and then the, the, the comic, the, the books, uh, I mean, I did read a few like little children's novels, but the comic books are, are pretty good. Not my like, uh, not my like diehard go-to I would dare say, <clears throat> but the, uh, you know, they do have a lot of incredible runs that are highly re- regarded by, by others. But, um, so live, you know, live action at the top, they're just whatever TV show slash movie then video games. And then, and then comic books. Uh, I'll be honest. I never got into the mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And, uh, I actually like tried to like mock the kids that were into it, but you have to get where I'm coming from because like I was in third grade when they, they showed up on the scene. So I have a uh, franchise on here that (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) Uh, I have a franchise on here that I, for show and tell, right? I brought in a uh, toy from that franchise and a whole bunch of other kids brought in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for their show and tell. And oh. yeah, I, I I took my shots that day. And I think, it, I, I think I was just trying to be a little too grown up, you know, trying to say like, and the other thing is like Voltron existed already. Yeah, and that's like, a good point. I'm like, yeah. And like that's what I grew up on because of my brother. But uh, I, yeah, I was a snob, and you know what? I I have some regrets there, but you know, that that's for me to work out, not for you. Right. right. <laughs> All right. Very good. So those are our number tens. Brian, what do you got for number nine? Uh, a very new franchise. Um, as far as exposure to it. Uh, probably the most recent out of all of these, I would think, on the list. Um, the Walking Dead. The Walking oh, Dead yeah. is yeah. huge pop culture uh, phenomenon. Um, you know the resurgence of the whole zombies and everything, and it spawned some fantastic stuff. Now, first off, first and foremost, if you don't know, um, The Walking Dead started as a comic book, a phenomenal drawn comic book. Yes. Um, even if you don't want to read it, just like find yourself in a you know a bookstore, uh, like a what is it? Um, What's still around? Benders? Is that still around? No, uh, I don't think so. Uh, Barnes and Noble, I think, has them. Okay, Barnes and so Noble he, he, have them, and then uh, maybe Dave and Adams. I think they. I know they have a pretty big comic selection. Yeah, at least used to. So, Just, I, I, I want everyone to, if you don't want to read them, it's not your thing. Just enjoy the artwork because it's it's really really top notch. Um, I also enjoyed some of the uh, the video games um as well but the the one and you know the reason that they're on this list for me is the shows obviously so the shows come in number one for me um eventually a movie or two or three maybe yeah i don't even remember but i I do know they're going to be making some movies of walking dead and um so i that is where i am at i don't have a favorite episode i don't think i don't know if i need to pull that out <laughs> no no did you, you have, have a favorite, favorite episode of <laughs> mighty Morphin power rangers that you wanted to say no that's why i kind of went with the season route that's that's why i went the season route do you have a favorite season uh yeah i think i do um but i believe it's season three when they get to the prison and they okay. have to clear out the prison Right. That's that's a it's a lot of just straight up zombie killing. And then eventually you have the plague that runs through, which is awesome. I love that the, the Walking Dead had to deal with a plague. Um and then the video games. 
are a lot of fun too. But the one that I actually enjoy the most, um, I, I've tried some for PS3 and stuff like that, and they're fine and they work. You know, they're entertaining for a while, but not not phenomenal video games. But the one I downloaded for my iPad, and it's just one of those. Um, you get like certain steps with the characters. They can only travel so far, right? Right, and they can only like attack so many times. And like you know, because the old like there's bruisers and there's like distance guys and short range guys and stuff like that. Um, and like the heavies, but um, I forget exactly what is titled, but I it's probably like this first or second game when you go to download them from your app store. Now, did so, you ever do you ever play the? Uh, I know you're an arcade guy. Uh, you make arcade games. You ever play the the Walking Dead arcade game? No. Make the, the, you're saying is this like a, a first person shooter? It is. Uh, yeah. They actually give you like a crossbow thing, like to use. It's it's pretty neat. It's a tra- it's a track if, shooter. It's a track shooter. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I don't know if it's that big of a deal. Uh, but my company is working on a home version of the Walking Dead. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Okay. All right. Now I just got fired. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm sure they don't you listen play to our shows. Guy that's out on on disability. Uh, you never know. They'll find ways. <laughs> They'll find ways. All right. Very good. Walking Dead. I like it. My number nine. This is where I have uh, Mr. Potter and okay. Hermione and uh, and Ronald Weasley and company. You know, I I remember the hype when the books came out the the like I, I was sitting in fourth grade my my fourth grade teacher mrs antonacci uh she was you know it, it, the books came out everybody was talking about them and what she used to do is she had like a group reading thing so everybody would read a couple pages like at, at uh, of this book like it, it became like a like a like a break time thing and like a like oh whatever we're just gonna have a little R and R for thirty minutes snack time and we can read, and it was um it was uh really really cool it 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 to to hear that all the funny names and the just how just how imaginative it was I think that's the biggest thing that that I took from it is how just imaginative it was and how. It was just so cool. And then, you know, the, the further you get into the storyline, uh, you know, going from year one to year seven, it just the books get darker and darker and darker. And I loved it. Um, so if I had to rank these from a, uh, you know, from from our, our, our list inside the list, uh, it would be the books first. Followed by the movies, followed by the video games. Yeah. Uh, and that's a tough one. Like I, I love the movies. Don't get me wrong. The the last one, Deathly Hollows Part Two, was the first movie I ever went to a, a a midnight release to, or an opening night release to at that. Uh, and that was really cool. I was living in Rochester at the time, and or no, I wasn't. I drove. I was dating a girl from Rochester. Drove there, went to go see it, slept a little bit, and drove back home for a uh, for for work. But it was really cool. We seen it in 3D, and I was just like, I was just so taken away by it. But if I had to pick my favorite medium out of all of those, um, oh man, I think the Chamber of Secrets book would definitely be like uh, number one for me. Well, 
I, I got the box set for Christmas, the, I think my fourth or fifth grade year. And my parents, uh, I mean, Santa Claus got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, they got me like these Harry Potter themed like metal book. Like uh, oh, what the heck they call bookmarks. Right. They had the, the sorting hat. It was all metal. And, and they had like, oh, that's cool. uh, the, 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 the golden snitch or, or whatever. And it was all in, you know, it was metallic. And it was just really, really cool uh, to have that. And, and, you know, I don't know. It, it's I identify Harry Potter a lot with seasons, like because in the movies a lot, it's like fall. It's Christmas time. Like that's a that's a heavily um, spotlighted. Like those are heavily spotlighted seasons. And around that time, it, it just it just fits naturally for me. Right. So, right. So, yeah. Yeah. So Oh, I was just going to say, just my exposure to Harry Potter, it's I like talking to people that are, you know, because you, you and I are, we're, uh, you know, it's what, seven years apart? Uh, I was born in 91, I think seven. Yeah, so seven years apart. So it, you get to experience it from, you know, the books coming out when uh, you were of age. Right. Whereas I, I was already older and, you know, forced to read goofy <laughs> garbage stuff in school, you know, like the catcher in the rye. I, in all honesty, <laughs> I would much rather be reading Harry Potter. I, I enjoy the, um, I don't even like using the word, but, um, you know, fantastical and, you know I mean? Things like that. Like right. the really, um, imaginary worlds, like, one that'll show up on my list later on obviously these books um that were created by these uh, authors i think that's the best medium for creating a world to really immerse yourself in i I don't think you can find a video game that you can immerse yourself in quite like you do with a book i i i wholeheartedly agree i love the, the the imagination that comes with reading books and i like i hated as a kid that i was like for like I used to read willingly. And then when teachers and stuff would be like, yeah, you have to read this book or you have to read it. It was kind of a turnoff, but man, I love to read because of uh, you are right. The, the imagination. And then when you go see like a live action, like for in Harry Potter's instance, right? You read the books, you have your own imagination, your own uh, concept of what things are. And then you see it visually. And it's like, wow, I was a little different, but you know, I, I like some things that I imagined it was, you know, better. And I like, obviously, a lot of things that the movies uh, did better. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely a huge proponent of books. I, uh, I I still try to read every now and then. Definitely don't have the time like I used to. But uh, reading is great. Reading is is it's wonderful. And uh, I, I highly recommend it for 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 kids and anybody. Just just pick up a book and, and read and let your imagination go wild. So, yeah, I have plenty of books that I wanted to um, read over the time. And I don't know. The digital age has got me where I just, if I want to read something, I end up reading like articles on my phone. Snippets or you watch like a YouTube clip. That's it. It's, yeah. it, it kind of stinks. It, it definitely has taken away the magic of it. But, yep. but man, when if you find time to relax and just sit down and read a good book, you can get lost in it pretty easily. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Number eight. Uh, uh, Matt. Matt, hold on. I got to get my cat. Yep. <laughs> you got to be quiet if you're going to be in here with me. 
No, that's not being quiet. <laughs> I'm totally leaving that in, by the way. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. It's adorable. I can hear the I can hear the cat. It's cute. <laughs> All right. Enough. This will be the first episode not interrupted by a dog, but by a cat. <laughs> Numero ocho, right? That's where we're at. Number eight. Yep. Here is our first media of video games that is bringing up this franchise. I am talking Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, obviously, none of this exists. And none of these titles, none of these movies, none of these video games exist without his books. So, you know, he is the creator um, but then I owe it to like, I don't know, I think it's maybe Ubisoft or something like that, that gave us, um, you know, all, all, all the, uh, rainbow six, yep. you know, splinter cell rainbow games. six, uh, yeah, quite a few, quite yeah. a few. That's a good one. Now I have read two Tom Clancy books and they are none of the ones that are like, um, that were picked for movies or were picked, um, for video games and stuff like that. And they were phenomenal. Um, I used to get into those, um, style of books for a while. It was, I don't know what it was about, like the, the war and the strategy and like the secret missions and stuff like that. But uh, that was, uh, it was probably right around like golden eye came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and, like, a good point. Caught up in that. Yeah. Uh, so like I got totally into like, wow, this Tom Clancy guy's like really talented. And then I tried other writers too that weren't quite as talented, but, uh, I still enjoyed the books. Um, but yeah, video games is the number one media for me. And the original Rainbow Six on N64 is definitely the game that comes to mind. And then um, the movies, I, I, if I picked a force to pick a movie, I mean, it's, it's Hunt for Red October, right? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's the, I mean, Clear and Present Danger is the other one, right? That's like a big one. Yes. Um, which was fine. I watched that once. It was fine. A lot, but I like, you know, Denzel Washington and uh um oh crap, what's that guy's name? Um Gene Hackman. Uh just phenomenal. Can't beat that. So Tom Clancy, uh thank you for all your writing, even though I did not enjoy your writing nearly <laughs> as much as the video games. My dad used to read some of his books and I'd pick them up after. There was some there's some there's some good ones. There's yeah. definitely some good ones there. That's for sure. Yeah, Clancy's, I mean, it's crazy. You get, a, you know, you get an entire video game series just dedicated after your works. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. How cool and this is, is this will be the only franchise that's a, a name of a guy. You know what I mean? Right, right. 100%. Just Tom <laughs> yeah. Clancy's. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, very good. My number eight, this is where I'm putting the X-Men. So I'm going to put the X-Men franchise. Very good. Uh, love the X-Men. Very, very much so. Uh, you know, early impressions of this thing. You know, I, I just grew up. My dad loved comic books, and he passed that love on to me uh, with through toys, through... I mean, I grew up in the anim- X-Men animated series time, and that was one of the better animated series shows, like, undoubtedly so. Very, very comic book accurate. It, it gave me... Um, it gave me my base of understanding for the X-Men, right? The costumes, the Jim Lee X-Men is where I is basically where I uh, 
tie them all to not the golden age, you know, back in the sixties or um, some of the eighties costume, everything from that nineties animated series is where is where my base understanding and concept of the X-Men comes from. So when it veers off in different directions, uh, I get a little, I get a little, little angry. (laughs) Sometimes I get a little angry sometimes when it comes to that. If I see something that I'm just like, ah, it doesn't work. Uh, You you can still argue, Matt, that that comic um, cartoon is, as you've already said, one of the the best, obviously, of the 90s, maybe one of the best of all time. But it's also very annoying that it's never been that well represented in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, I got I was there's hope at the end of X-Men Apocalypse because they actually showed them in their in their 90s animated series costumes. And then they came back with the Dark Phoenix and they didn't even use them once. I'm just like, yeah. are you serious right now? Is this yeah. real life? Like you I mean, you also can't take you can't take six years off in between certain anyways. I'm not I'm not trying to take your No, you're you're not wrong. I can go on a long rant. Uh, I've actually been very negative, but yeah, it just I love the characters and I love the overall storyline, you know, the the underlying storyline of that people is di- people are different. All right. Everybody's different. Everybody's unique. And it's important to accept them for what they are. I think that's always yep. been the underlying uh, theme of X-Men. And that's why I like it. Relatable, relatable. Yep. All right. I didn't have a lot of friends in, in grade school and all that stuff. So I identify with the X-Men because they were considered outcasts, mutants, you know, the special abilities or freaks and all, yep. you know, all that stuff. I, I, I related to them. So uh, when it comes to the the, the various, uh, you know, mediums, uh, you know, I would have to put the cart. I mean, I'm going to go with the cartoon first. I, I the movies were hit or miss for me a lot, but the cartoon is number one, in my opinion. The animated series cartoon uh, followed by the comics, mm-hmm. followed by the video games. The uh, some of the early 90s ones were weren't bad. They had like X-Men Genesis for Sega. Um, Capcom had a really good X-Men game for Super Nintendo. And uh, they had the X-Men Legends games on PS2. And that's pretty much it. Other than that, there's been a lot of doozies for X-Men games. But um, but yeah, cartoons, number one in my heart that. Every I guess all the seasons except the fifth one, because the fifth one was just kind of like flashback stuff. It was very weird, very unorganized. But um. But but yeah, it's uh not too bad. It, it X Men love them. I it's, it's, I used to have all the toys. I used to have the ten inch deluxe action figures. I actually auctioned them off so I can afford so we can move into the the, the podcast precinct. I, I still had four of them from uh I had four of them. I had a Cyclops, Wolverine. No, I had five Gambit, Apocalypse, and Omega Red. And I I auctioned them off for the studio space. <laughs> so just so we can get get the place. So. But yeah, I need that, to buy those back for you. No, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, it was a calculated risk, I guess. But they were cool, man. They were uh, really, really, you know, it, it, that. But that's again, that is a very important part of my childhood. So, X Men comes in at number eight for me. Great choice. They will appear on my list later. All right, cool. Numer- numero seven, Jurassic <laughs> Park. Oh, very good. Yes. Uh, and this is the uh, franchise I referenced earlier uh, when I was telling my third grade show and tell story 
that I showed up with a uh, Velociraptor uh, to class when everyone else was showing up with their Green Rangers and their Black Rangers and their Red Rangers, maybe even the Pink Rangers. I don't remember. (laughs) And I thought I was the coolest kid in town because I was, I think that summer, my grandfather, yeah, it probably was. um, I was going down. I always go down to Kentucky to see my grandparents and my uh, aunts and uncles and cousins. So I would go down there and spend time with my cousin and my grandfather took us to see Jurassic Park, which was a big deal because uh, I think that's my first PG-13 movie. Okay. And (laughs) the, 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 the greatest part about that movie um, wasn't what happened in the movie. It's what happened in the theater, which is I spilled my drink all of two minutes into the movie and I was a good 10 rows back and it was a pretty packed theater. So I would imagine a lot of people's stuff got completely soaked, which I always laugh about to this day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so the movies obviously have to come first. Um, you know, it is the the reason that it exploded. I know um, Michael Crichton's books are phenomenal, and they did they have their own following to start it all off. But you know, we don't get the video games without the movies. You know, we don't right. get all the toys without the movies. We don't, you know, get the resurgence into the interest of dinosaurs um, that we had without the movies. Absolutely. So. The first, the, the the first movie has to be my choice, um, but I will say, now Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, I, I you know I love that they're differently titled, so you can keep them separate. Um, but I will say that I enjoy the uh, Jurassic World movies. I know they're not as well received critically and by the maybe uh, up nose movie watchers you know, with looking down upon us that just enjoy a movie for the sake of enjoying movies. <laughs> They're entertaining. I'm not looking for great acting when I watch Jurassic Park. I'm looking for, you know, great effects and, you know, phenomenal, you know, just set up scenes and stuff like that. And just the, the tension. And I, I think it's all been great. So. No, I agree. I like the new Jurassic World. Uh, the first one, I, I haven't. I don't know if I watched the second one from start to finish. I, um, I was supposed to go for my sister's birthday one year, but my work sent me out of town, so I didn't get to go see it. But I love the very first Jurassic World, and I'm excited for the the, the brand new one um, that they're supposed to come out. They're supposed to bring back all the original actors, um, Sam yeah. Neill. Uh, oh God, what's it? Laura Dern, I think. I think that's correct. I think, and uh, I mean, obviously, Jeff Goldblum's been kind of back in the fold, so that is exciting stuff to uh, to to hear and see. But yeah, Jurassic Park is really really cool. I love the Lego Jurassic Park game. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. They did a good job of kind of really putting you in this giant open world and putting you through the movie situations. So I love that. Yeah, choice. The, the I never owned a Sega as a kid. Um, okay. I always had a, I had a Super Nintendo, so I enjoyed going to my friends' houses that had Segas. And the Jurassic Park game, uh, the first one and the second one for Sega were awesome. Yes. So, so much fun to play. In fact, uh, in a, in a long-form list of, say, your top 50 video games, top 
25 video games, I'm pretty sure I'd have one of those Jurassic Park games in there. No, for sure. Yeah, they were they were good ones. Yeah, you have to play it on next time you come up to the studio. Uh, play it on the Raspberry Pi. Got it. I got got the emulator. So, all right, very good. My number seven. This is where I'm putting Mortal Kombat. Beautiful. Mortal Kombat. Uh, I actually seen the movie was the very first thing I I was allowed to see because the video games were de- were very very violent. My parents were not having it. Uh, they're like, no, you definitely definitely cannot play this game and uh yeah it, it, it's it's a very cool you like fictional universe fictional world that i love and appreciate um you know i i love the the range of characters right all the ninjas uh, with different powers all the different personalities you got you know characters like Liu kang who's this dedicated shaolin monk um who's like takes everything seriously and then johnny cage who's my favorite uh, takes nothing seriously. He's a Hollywood actor, and uh, he's kind of a he's kind of a douchebag, and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, but Mortal Kombat is is you know it, it really. I mean, the '90s were a huge, huge, huge time period for it. Uh, the video games birthed the movies. The video games also birthed toys, um, and there's even like some really good comic books. I, I love the art style of the early '90s comic books that have uh, that have you know come from Mortal Kombat. Uh, so if I have to rank all of these, uh, all the different media um, things, I'm the video games are number one. The video games are hands down number one for me. Uh, the comic books are number two. Oh, I know. I love. Listen, I love the original Mortal Kombat movie more than any of the any other live action content um, that they came out with, whether it be the the cartoon. Uh, they used to have a show on War, uh, WB. They used to have a live action show. Um, and they had a little YouTube series for a little bit too. But um, but the comic books are really good. I love the storytelling of the comic books. And they have, uh, you know, they popped up here and there. But the early 90s stuff, like I, I highly recommend reading. It, it actually gives the early games depth as far as storytelling goes. They, they connected all the dots, right? They connected all the, you know, all the characters. They did a good job honoring the video game's lore, but it expanded on it, which is something that we didn't see, right? You boot up a Mortal Kombat game back in the day, and it's just like, okay, here's a brief cut of the story, and pick your pick your fighter. Choose your fighter and go out right. there and fight. Where this gave background, it gave it gave like it gave the characters like actual like personalities aside from their their, their signature moves and fatalities. It gave them like this this depth and personality, which is really neat. So, um, so yeah. So video games, comic books, and the movies. That's the order. And my favorite video game. Uh, I'm stuck between Mortal Kombat Two because I just love the graphics for that. I love the, uh, the, the I love the two dimensional era, but I also want to give a lot of lo- a little bit of love to Mortal Kombat Nine, which was like a, a collective of one, two, and three, just modernized for the PlayStation 3. But if I had to pick one, it'd be MK2 is my favorite. Um, Loved level designs for it. You know, Outworld, very whimsical. And uh, I think that was my favorite roster, uh, like isolated roster of a Mortal Kombat game. Well, you are correct. It is the best Mortal Kombat game. Thank you. Another game that shows up uh, on my, because I didn't own a Sega, I had to play these games list. Uh, 
I would I would go to my friend's house and demand to play Mortal Kombat, <laughs> even though they have owned it for you know a year and they're tired of playing because they beat it like three times or whatever. Right. Yeah, my, my parents straight up would not let me play it. I think the very <clears throat> my dad let me play Mortal Kombat Four in an arcade, and he see me. I got my butt kicked, and uh, the death screen in there is you're falling, and if you don't put quarters in, your character falls on like the spikes, and yeah. he's dead. And my dad's like, okay, all right, time to go. So I think the very first one that I ever played was like that I owned was Deadly Alliance, which was the first PS2 game. And then I went back, retroactively got the older ones, and I I kind of followed up and and got some of the newer ones. But, yeah, fantastic game. Great, great franchise. Right. Right. got a visitor. Oh, I have a a daughter that wants to come see me? No. Oh, it's my cat that's back. (laughs) Thanks. Huh? Is that a problem? No, she's fine. Okay. There's only a problem when she wants to get out. You got to get up, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll check back later, baby. She want to come out by then. Okay. Leaving that in too? <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it came at a perfect time. At least the way you know we can cut that out. Um, yeah. All right, you're number six, Brian. Number six. Uh, the joys of recording from home when you're stuck in bed. <laughs> The James Bond franchise. Mm. This this is the first one that I um like was probably exposed to, but wasn't a fan of until later on in my life. Because I definitely know that my dad loved James Bond movies, like the old G ones. So on like Saturdays, you know, midday Saturdays, they I mean everyone, you know, TNT, TBS, whoever, they they were grabbing their hands, you know, grabbing their hands to try and get as much of that franchise as possible. So it seemed like James Bond movies were on all the time. Yeah. Like you, you had no choice, but to, you know, sit down and and watch with your dad because there's only one TV in the house that has cable and that's what dad's watching. So let's watch. (laughs) And, (laughs) but honestly, I mean, I loved it. I loved watching my, you know, I, I'm always, always been a nostalgic uh, person and even for other generations and I, I like the idea of you know my dad you know watching something from that he remembers from when he was like a kid or something like that or right. listening to something from when he was a kid and that you know I don't I, I find enjoyment in that so g- getting into a franchise later on that got reborn with GoldenEye and was so huge um, it like re-exploded and like a whole new generation got exposed to the James Bond character um I enjoyed that my dad and I now shared something that was both, you know, it, it was the espionage, you know, like I said, with Tom Clancy already, like it, it was something that was always interesting to me and something that wasn't well represented until, you know, it was brought back again with golden eye and the later franchises, um, which I will be honest. I haven't watched any of the uh, Daniel Craig ones. I probably should. I hear right? they're good. I've actually never seen a James Bond movie. That's impressive. Yeah. I say try and do it. At least start start at the beginning and, and just see what you think. All right. I will try. I, I've, yeah. been, I've been around and immersed in it, but yeah, I, I honestly, everyone's like, oh, I love James Bond. I'm like, like somebody asked at my retro pop show, someone's like, hey, if, if you ever do James Bond, let me know. I'd like to be on. And I'm just like, Okay, and I've never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever like 
been like, I have to see a James Bond movie. I've never like felt that urge. It's weird. Well, it's funny because you know the the, the Golden Eye with a uh, Pierce Brosnan is widely accepted now as some of the worst uh james bond movies but i thought they were awesome right but um i do recognize now after seeing not all of them but i would say a good portion of them um that it, they're right that the pierce Brosnan ones <laughs> aren't aren't as good as 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 the others and i would imagine that if i watched the Jan- daniel craig ones especially the new one looked phenomenal the previews look like, good wow, looks, the previews do yeah. look good i will say that um so maybe I I'll give it a chance, but um I I do have the movies as the number one, um viewing entertaining uh medium for me for James Bond and then video games, and uh video games is the one that I actually want to pick out the one that I enjoyed the most. I believe it's from the movie, um, Tomorrow Never Dies or something like that, but it came out on GameCube. Okay. It was a it was a GameCube um James Bond game and you had you when you did the multiplayer like um free for alls, you you had a jetpack and you had a, a claw that you could like a grappling claw that you could like use and you'd go shooting across the screen while your cool. friends up in a bell tower just like sniping it down. It's one of the funnest uh multiplayer, you know, first person shooters that uh, I've ever uh watched. Or uh, played, I should say. And then um, the books are obviously, if you don't know, what actually started all of James Bond. And that just needs to be said because, you know, without the books, there are no movies. And without the movies, there are no video games. So James Bond, uh, one of the rare things passed down from my dad that, um, you know, definitely feels more current than, than it probably should. You know, coming starting in the 60s. Right, right. Yeah, it's been around for a lot. Very old, uh, very old property. Very old property, yep. but still going strong. Yeah, I had a lot of fun when uh, you were here last time, and you, me, and Sean and Drew from that uh, getting from getting loser. We're starting a podcast. I think we played we played Goldeneye, right? Did, we uh, play Goldeneye? He, did I play or did I? Th- I may have just watched. Okay. Oh, I did play it. No, I played. Yeah, we did a full person. I kept complaining that I couldn't remember how to actually like, move my guy around. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but that was fun. Here we, I mean, here we are. Twenty twenty one. We did that, and you know, yeah. we're still playing Goldeneye to this day, which is it's unfortunate neat. that uh, it's the N sixty four doesn't hold up because it was crazy back in the day, like Goldeneye and what it like exploded the a whole new genre of video games. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, uh, yeah, those early 3D ones didn't really do too well. Uh, And dude, N64 graphics look just look terrible. Especially on HD screens, like these Mm -hmm. modern day HD. Oh, it's so bad. So but bad. you you get a, a an eight bit or a sixteen bit, and like I used to put them on my projector at my old house, and dude, just one of the funnest experiences ever. Really, is watching my daughter play you know, Mario on this on a giant projection. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, making Mario like a foot high almost. <laughs> no, it's really cool. That, that That is one of the beauties of uh, technology. Yeah. Uh, so oh. if you're feeling nostalgic about your N64 games, uh, we'll just let you down easy here and tell you it, it's all right. Just remember them and then don't try and play them because it's not <laughs> the same. 
<laughs> no, not. it isn't. It is not. All right. My number six, this is where I have the uh, Lord of the Rings franchise. Yeah, oh. right. I'm going to put it here. It's a uh, it's a fun one. It's a good time. Uh, my first connection with Lord of the Rings was, and this is really cool. So back in the day, my family, I mean, our family's like extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles are pretty close knit. Uh, but back in the day, this movie came out when I was in sixth, fifth, is it fifth or sixth grade? I think, I think it was fifth grade. Uh, the very first one fellowship. And uh, we used to go every Christmas. That was our, like one of our big get together, not on Christmas day, but the weekend, like after Christmas, we would go together. We'd get all 20 of us and we'd go just cram into a regal cinema and we'd go watch the Lord of the Rings movie. That was like our big get together. And it was really cool. We did it for three years straight. Uh, you know, seeing those, those, those three films, uh, you know, Fellowship, Two Towers, and, uh, and and of course, Return of the King. And, you know, that Chris, I think the Christmas after, I think it was the year that Two Towers came out, my Santa Claus, uh, got me the, uh, the, 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 the complete J.R.R. Tolkien uh, collection, which was uh, really, you know, really cool. It's cool to see, uh, I guess, the old style English uh, that he used in those books. But, I mean, the art, and, and everything. And, um, and I guess it was really cool to like read through moments and then imagine them being kind of blown up like on, on screen, essentially, you know, with these big visuals and, uh, whatnot, and obviously extending certain, certain aspects of it, giving some of these moments, uh, a little bit more depth, like, um, like the cave troll battle in, uh, in, in, in the mines of Moria. Cave Troll like uh, only lasted, I think, like half a page to a page in J.R.R. Tolkien's book, and he yeah. was like a he was I, I would at least five minutes, but probably like five to eight minutes worthy of uh, of of battling him on film if you really kind of think about it. So it made him like a bigger deal uh, that Cave Troll a little bit of a bigger deal, a little bit more of a threat. So uh, to have you know to to have that. You got the toys, right? Burger King did the toys where you can actually like snap them together. They all had a little quote. Um, the video games came out. The video games are some of the best movie video games I have ever played in my life. Two Towers and Return of the King. Um, I wish they can get licensing back for them to, to remake them, but I have them still on the PS2. They play out wonderfully. Mm -hmm. They uh, do. They hold they, up. They, very well. So if I have to rank them, if I have to rank them, uh, I'm going to go movies one. I'm going to go video games too. And I'm going to go the books three. And it's not like the books are bad or anything. Um, it's just my least favorite of those, uh, those entertainment mediums. So, right. uh, but my favorite one of them all, I have to say the two towers movie. I have to say the two towers movie return of the King was epic. Don't get me wrong, but the Helms deep battle of Helms deep is one of my favorite movie battles of all time. Um, just because it just, just all the emotions that went into it. Uh, it seemed pretty helpless. And I liked that how they like, I like the little sculpture of Helms Deep that they made. I mean, it's a, it's a big sculpture, but basically all the shots of Helms Deep were, were just a, um, were camera tricks with a huge sculpture of, 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 of Helms Deep. Um, really fascinating. So that is my number six. That's where I got uh, Lord of the Rings. A phenomenal franchise. Uh, one would argue uh, you put it a little too low. We'll see. 
Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my number five. Um, I don't know what I don't. This is one of the hardest franchises for me to put into words how impactful they really were in my childhood, um, in my upbringing. Dominated every source of media you could possibly, you know, enjoy. Um, so. The, the movies, you know, when it came out in 90, I believe it was 90, uh, so I would have been six years old, and my parents took me to see it, and that is my first memory of going and seeing a movie in a movie theater. Uh, I don't know if it's my first movie, you know, because I was the youngest of four, so I got dragged around a lot of places, Right. so... I may have seen other movies before, but that is the one that I remember as being my first movie and still holds up. You know, I, I love how dark it was. It was so much more to the comic book um, style than the other ones end up being. The other ones have to deal with the cartoon, you know what I mean? And, and, and the, the goofiness and the overall just comical nature of the the cartoon um so you could see the evolution in the next two movies of how they wanted to lean into that instead of staying true to the real dark undertone and the real like i mean think about the 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 movie and the fact that the villains were like committing like real crimes you know they're they're mugging people they're pickpocketing and stuff like that they're hijacking trucks and stuff like that like these are like mafia tactics and that's a kids movie and there's kids doing it these are the the kids are the ones that are pulling off all the heists and stuff so so dark um in comparison to the next two which are much more you know fantastical much more whimsical and you know the third one i don't know if you know they they, they travel back in time yes yeah, not 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 a very popular one. No. no. Still liked it, like but whatever. Um <laughs> the cartoon was so awesome. I mean, you we're talking about like the X-Men cartoon is amazing and there's another, you know, show coming up here on my list that's just also just amazing and the the 90s cartoons um were just phenomenal and Maybe at times I enjoyed the cartoon more than the movie or movies. Um, but that the that first one just, you know, the first movie stands out as, you know, you, you can't uh, get the rest of these titles without, you know, the success of that movie. Um, and then the video games, the side-scroller, beat-em-ups, you know, the, one of the most oh, popular God. arcade games of all time. Yes. Um. You know, the, I, I played the crap out of it on my Nintendo. I still own a copy and I'm, I'm still able to play it uh, if I ever felt like hooking all that up. So it's much more complicated um, back in the day than it is now. <laughs> Giant power plugs and stuff like that. Just, oh, eh, they're humongous. Like they're humongous. <laughs> and they always end up tangled for some reason. I yeah. don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, this franchise, uh, there was one thing, like, as I was putting together my list, I had an article up and it was listing like some of like the, how much money they've made off of each different um, media is like ridiculous. How much money this 
comic it's... book that was black and white to start. Like yeah. it's, the first comic book was all black and white, and then they added in just red for the bandanas, which was so visually appealing. Once again, another comic book that if you like comic books and the artistry of it, uh, definitely pick up a copy or at least go and peruse a copy because it, it is it's true art and it is really well done. The the whole backstory that I'm coming together to is really cool. Like how they TMNT, how they got the funding for it. Like they legit asked their uncle for money. Yeah. Um, to uh, one of them asked their uncle for for investing, and they did it, and they made enough to they they paid him back, and and they made a ton of money, and they're just like, okay, well, this is a thing now, and yeah, yeah. it just blew up ever since. What, what did Andrew say the other day in the pop culture um draft? Uh, that there's still the the most successful private movie funding of all time. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely was. That's how uh, that's how successful. I mean, it didn't need the Marvel or DC banner behind it to be successful. So right. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. Very good choice for number six. Very good choice for number six. Um, all right. No, number five. Number five. Oh, that was your number five. That's right. Yep. All right. My number five. This is where I'm going to put the Pokemon franchise. All right. Wonderful little franchise. The, uh, uh, you know, a pop culture phenomenon that just took over everything in the late nineties. And man, I love, I love thinking back to, to that era. Uh, I first came, I, I was, you know, I didn't watch the cartoon as with all mainstream fads. I've always been very hesitant to get into it. But when I did, I just got immersed, loved it. Absolutely loved it, uh, for what it was and Pokemon for, uh, it, it just, it was just crazy. This concept that parents hated and kids loved. It was, uh, you know, the cartoon was, was huge. The, the video games were insane. The books were kind of neat. I do remember like reading some of the novels. They just based it off the, uh, there was a couple like choose your own adventure ones, but, uh, a lot of them, they would just base it off episodes. They would just novelize episodes or groupings of episodes and stuff, which were, you know, which were okay. But yeah, the video games were, were crazy cool. The, the, you know, it was Game Boy dedicated. Like it gave yeah. the Game Boy a dedicated franchise, which it had, did not have. Really the biggest game, you know, you get a lot of ports, right? The Super Mario Brothers would, would show up on a Game Boy, but it wasn't the same as playing it on your Nintendo. However, on the other side of things, uh, you know, it, it was, yeah, Pokemon was just, just dedicated. It was just completely dedicated. It was completely dedicated to the Game Boy and it. It made it special. Hey, you want to link up? You want to put fight somebody here? Put you know, use this link system cable and and, and go be, um, you know, go hang out, go go play, go fight each other. So, um, yeah, the media is it was so good. The video games are number. Oh, this is actually tough. This is actually kind of tough. I believe there's only one correct answer. Video games one, yeah. I was t- I was playing because the cartoon is really really good, and it's it, again it's it's cool, especially considering Game Boy's graphics. To see those worlds like expanding these Pokemon like fully motion, fully voiced, um, all that jazz. But yeah. yeah, I think the games are number one. The cartoon and even the movies, I would you know, I, I would dare say that the the first couple movies were pretty good. The Mewtwo Strikes Back and 
Pokemon 2000. But uh, those would be two, and then all, all the books so it would be number three. All the books would be number three. Not on my list, but I respect it. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. You you know how it's always been with me. We've been yeah. talking about Pokemon before. Where I never got into the cards. I never got into um, the overall just hype um, too much. I watched the cartoons. They were fine. Um, sometimes kind of. I just never got into anime. And that was kind of anime-ish. Um, and the video games is where I, I hopped in. That's what I was like, all right, you guys are on to something here because this is fun. <laughs> so addicting. <laughs> you know, playing it on the Game Boy Color, just uh, uh, it, arguably in the handheld realm, what, number one or number two? <laughs> You're talking about like uh, handheld games of all time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And all it still of them does are the same. Good. Wouldn't you say just about all of them are equal the, between the red, the blue, and. Uh, I mean, the early ones are definitely my personal favorites, but like the yeah. formula has never changed. Um, you know, it it, it de- basically depends on the generation. They've always gotten like uh, you know increased better, but 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 yeah, the 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 basis the basic formula of them has never really changed, and they still do very well for themselves. So yeah. it definitely speaks volumes. Very strong franchise. Very yes. strong. Uh, number four. Let's go with Spider Man. Uh, Spider-Man was definitely a character that I enjoyed very early on because I, I liked how quippy he was. It was always yes. my, my favorite thing about Spider-Man is how smart he is and, you know, how uh, sarcastic he can be. And he was just, um, he, he took in some different elements um, of, of being a, a superhero that, other superheroes either didn't address at all or struggled to do, you know, the whole relationship seemed way more believable with Spider-Man, Peter Parker than in other uh, comic books. And, you know, it, it, his, it, watching him grow um, for whatever reason, I enjoyed that more than like seeing it displayed through, like even through Superman, you know, it, it, I just liked his journey and one, you know, as the comics went on, and him getting older and developing different relationships, and you know, going through college, and then all the way to getting a job and 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 working for Doctor Octavius and all this stuff, like so great, um, well thought out, one of the best represented Marvel brands you know, as far as success, and and actually, what I like true to their storyline, um, also like the the get exploring the the multiverse was always cool you know that that brings in a whole different element of the uh, comic book that uh you know we no one ever really thought of before right so now i i enjoyed the comic books i didn't own that many of them um i'm actually going to put movies for spider-man as my number one and uh, i'm gonna go with spider-man 2 um okay for Forget what that's called, but you know the Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it was uh, just called Spider Man too. Yeah, him and Doc yeah. Ock, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Yes, that is one of the best, still to this day, in my opinion, one of the best representations of a supervillain. Yeah, he's um, coming back too for good reason. So I'm excited. I know, and I I thought that uh, you know, the, obviously the cartoon that ran around the same time as the X Men, as you already mentioned. 
uh, also phenomenal. Um, although learning from um, having Disney Plus that it's only one, I never remember that it was only one season of that particular Spider-Man run that like, I think it was 93 came out and yeah, 93, 94. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal though, as well. And then the video games, which is my most current um, thing I am uh, because, you know, spending a lot of time um, keeping my leg up and, and resting. I have now delved into my Spider-Man game that I got last year for Christmas that I, <laughs> I always meant to play, but never got around to it. Cause it's kind of one of those, you know, games that, you have to learn so many of the different uh, combinations and stuff like that yeah. to actually play the game. Well. I'm playing it right so. now too, actually. Uh, I'm playing it right now. You mean the one that, that, yeah, that, which the, the 2019 or 2018 Spider-Man. Yeah. For PS4. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. it's so good. I'm replaying it right now. I beat the crap out of that game when it came out. Chrissy was laughing at me yesterday because I'm she's sitting there. She's got her work laptop on the couch and I've got my PS4 controller in my hand playing Spider-Man. And apparently I just had like this, I don't know, this look of joy on my face, apparently, because she looked over me, just started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? She goes, just you, you're <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm like, I love Spider-Man. Game is so <laughs> Always will. Good. I love that my daughter's into it. She, Laura got into it yesterday playing it. Uh, all she ever wants to do is put Spider-Man in the, in the ocean because she, Thinks it's funny. <laughs> I love how open world that game is. I have a lot. I have a lot to say about Spider Man later on in this episode. But ah, nice. It, it uh, yeah, it's such a fantastic property. That game is 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 nuts, and I, I, the, the the graphics still blow my mind. Um, to this day, even as I'm replaying it now, I think two or three years after it came out, it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It really is. It is. Yep. So great choice for your number four. Uh, this is where I'm going to put, uh, for my number four, this is where I'm going to put the Final Fantasy franchise. It's a uh, video game-based franchise. It has dabbled into movies. It has dabbled into books, comics, all that stuff. But the premier thing is their video games. They've made a, a ton of them. I believe they're up to Final Fantasy 15 or 16 right now. The franchise has been, has been around since 1987. And every couple of years, they release a big game. And... You know, what, I, what I've always liked about these Final Fantasy games was, again, the, the, the diverse cast of characters. If you give Final Fantasy games a chance, you will find somebody that you can relate to, that you identify with. And, you know, there's just been there's been and there's new characters in every single game. I think that's what I like about it is every game is a different, unique adventure in a different, unique world with, you know, unique and different uh, characters, villains. There's a lot of themes that that transpire that 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 that, that go from world to world. You know, a lot of monsters, uh, certain certain elemental things, whatnot. But uh, I love it. I I I do. I I I got lost in it as a kid. Um, the Final Fantasy VII was the very first one that I I that I ever remember playing. Came out for the PlayStation One, and uh, I bought every. I mean, I bought seven, eight, nine. And ten, which was the first PS2 game, and and just is played them over and over again. I've beaten eight is my favorite, absolute favorite one, and I've beaten that game probably ten to twelve times. And they're long, they're not easy like playthroughs. They're very long. They're role playing games. They're very time consuming when it comes to leveling up, but it, you know, get to unlocking everything. There's a lot to it, but uh, 
yeah, there's a, there's a ton, a ton, a ton to it. But I, yeah. I, I love it. The, the the background lore is just really, really cool. Just weapons. There's so much that goes into it. And you can really find yourself getting lost in, in these worlds. So uh, so if I had a rank of the video games are easily number one, the movies are number two, which they've had a couple uh, three dimension, 3D movies that they've released. Uh, there was Advent Children, which was a Final Fantasy seven spinoff. And it was really, really cool. Uh, and then I think uh, the books slash comic books, I've never dabbled too much into them aside from like strategy guides and stuff, but, uh, there are, there is a final fantasy comic book run that would be dead last for me. But as I said, final <laughs> fantasy eight is my fa- uh, favorite final fantasy game. And yeah, final fantasy at number four, always find myself coming back to them. I even, uh, you know, I, those are seven, eight, nine were like my first ones. And then I went back and, uh, I think I have all the originals on disc. Uh, for PS1. So, I am not exposed to that franchise at all. I think you'd like it, maybe. Did well, you think so? Maybe. You like? I, I, I think know. there's a there's a you know, I know you're a big Lord of the Rings and fan and and you know whimsical. There, there's a lot. There's I'm not gonna say it's completely like that, but some of the earlier games have like elements of that. I would dare say, it's like an anime oh. adventure kind of crossover right all right so. maybe but i honestly i've never I never played it i didn't own a ps1 so play the final I, fantasy I 7 it. remake the, yeah. the yeah do the remake uh it just came out for ps4 last year it was it's really good the original is really fun too if you ever go back to it but um yeah but yeah the remake is really really good i trust you get good taste <laughs> Thanks, man. You do too. Uh, we're in our top three. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, already appeared once on your list. Here come X Men for me. X Men uh, dominated so much of my childhood, just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, it, it, enjoyable on so many aspects. The TV show I will put up there against any other cartoon TV show adaptation of a cartoon um, as being the best. Um, it's also one of the best Saturday morning cartoons, I believe. Just, I mean, why why wouldn't you look forward to getting a big bowl of cereal and sitting down and watching mutants battle robots and other mutants for half an hour? It was right. just fantastic. Right. And... That, that's how I was, I was exposed to it. Now, uh, that was the first, literally all all cartoons outside of uh, Batman um, when, you know, the Tim Burton 90 or 89 came out. Um, that was the first, X-Men was the first cartoon uh, comic book that I got into and I started to like going and buying comics for it. So... Well, I know that none of this exists, once again, without the comic books, uh, I will have the TV show as the number one for me, followed by the movies, because here's the thing. I understand that the first few movies don't hold up. Actually, the first one doesn't. The second one, I still argue, is very good. It is. And then the uh, X, X3 final stand is, once again, also not very good um, for a whole different reason 
Um, th- that one was atrocious. The first one, you at least can see what they were trying to build, but it was just it, the gr- the graphics don't hold up at all. You know, the CGI of it is terrible. Some of the acting, I think, is pretty atrocious. Um, but the second one's phenomenal. And and then um, you know, get, they redeemed themselves a little bit when you know they rebooted again, and uh, you know the 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 first one, the first class, and then uh, you know the eventually apocalypse and i have not seen um the phoenix saga yet um, i didn't hate it i know it's their yeah. send-off film but I, I i think it got a bad rap i actually didn't hate it it was probably okay. the best of that the the newer generation um characters if right. i do say so myself well maybe i'll throw it on after this podcast yeah. i got nothing else to do yeah it's not bad <laughs> it's not too shabby. yeah so um yeah so the the movie's um, they get a bad rap the the first ones. Um, but listen, guys, like we went years without anyone doing a successful comic book movie. You know the the Tim Burton, you know Batman movies were far removed. Now, you know it, it, we're we're talking about like four years since the first one. And oh yeah, yeah, you know the the second one may have come out, but already you could see that it was just the franchise was falling apart. And then obviously the, the Val Kilmer ones, not good. And, you know, the um, George Clooney ones, one of the most embarrassing films of all time. You don't like bat nipples. What's wrong with you, bro? Bat nipples. Thank you, Kevin Smith for telling that whole story. That's <laughs> it's the story of bat nipples. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Um, but yeah, it, it's so X-Men, the, they nailed it. I I thought by uh, capitalizing on a franchise that needed representation in the cinema world, and then uh, the video games the, the they had their uh, the arcade multiplayer um, battle, which is phenomenal. And then um, you know later on, Marvel versus Capcom, you get you get to play with the X Men and that. So video games are, are solid. Um, not I never them as like um any sort of tone setter or you know genre creator because they just kind of followed on the coattails of other people right what they did um so i actually might i might have the comic books i'll put the comic books in front of the video game so actually i'll have the, the cartoon and then the movies and then the comic books and then the video games and then um any any episode dealing with the um, Sentinels would be my favorite. Oh uh, yeah, episodes. Yeah, those are some good ones. Yeah, it was a, the, the very first episode of the animated series was was really good. That's when they're battling in the mall and stuff. Mm. And that's a good one. That's that is a good time. And I don't hate the creation of a new character in Jubilee. I I, a, I like Jubilee. I mean, she, her powers were sort of silly, but I thought she was cool. Yeah, we we were her. You know what I mean. We were yeah. we ident- that was the the young kid we identified with. Absolutely, yeah, that was really neat. Very good, very good. All right, my number three. This is where I'm putting Resident Evil. No great franchise. Great franchise, <laughs> top notch. Uh, we just covered it on Retro Pop a couple weeks ago, and yeah, it's amazing. It it is a really cool series that I was also not allowed to play until I got much, much older. So um, 
I'd always been aware of it. I seen it in uh, PlayStation Magazine, stuff like that. It was very it looked terrifying, partially because the graphics were were not very good. Uh, <laughs> and so the zombies like sounded and looked terrifying. But Resident Evil 4 was the very first one that I ever played. And then I worked my way back. Uh, I worked my way back to one. And then, you know, I kind of came into the some of the newer games in the series. But man, what uh, again, another one, just like Final Fantasy, where the lore is just tremendous. There's so much background stuff uh, and and Capcom, even back in the early days of this game, when the graphics, when the, the controls were so clunky, they did a very good job of creating this very this terrifying uh, just scenario and environment with music and it just unex you know surprises the 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 notes left behind by by survivor you know people who just didn't survive or you know get from getting eaten by a zombie or whatever but yeah there was just so much to them i i love the games because the puzzle the the puzzle mechanics there was a lot of thinking involved it wasn't just run and gun back in the day there was a and again limited ammunition made it feel like you were trying to survive and your right. heart would be pounding if you turn around a corner and a zombie's attacking you. It would it would destroy you. So, um, the movies, the live action movies, I hate every except one, except number yeah. one. And honestly, that that's like that's I still I consider that as like a B movie. But all the other ones after that were just total garbage. It wasn't about survival. It was about Alice, uh, Mila Jovovich, just going out and looking for trouble. So I'm really hoping that this new movie that that's coming, that's supposed to come out, I think this year, uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City actually brings that survival horror element. But I do not like any live action movies. They did have some really good animated movies, though. Uh, Resident Evil, I think it was Degeneration. They had a couple. They had a couple really good ones. Um, oh man, they featured like Leon and Chris and all that, but and they were really good. But the comics, uh, the or the comics and the books were, uh, I I I I give high regard to. They did a good job of bringing those to life. Um, Resident Evil books, like in the early two thousands, were like really really well done, really really well done. And they had inter- like stories in between that really like again gave some depth to these stories and characters. So, um, if I had to rank them all. It would be Resident Evil uh, video games followed by the book slash comics, which, again, the comics are really, 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 really good. And the movie's dead last, far behind. Uh, But my favorite property out of everything would be the Resident Evil 2 remake. I thought it was the Resident Evil 2 is my favorite storyline in all the Resident Evil games. But the Resident Evil 2 remake was the perfect remake, in my opinion. I... uh have limited exposure to the games. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it out there because they actually scared me. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I think I was like the, the perfect age for when they came out. And I like, so I, I went to blockbuster. I got the game, you know, I, I waited for my parents to you know, go to bed and then I turned off all the lights in the, in the family room and I started playing and I, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like, this is going to give me nightmares. And then it did. And then I never played again. <laughs> I was very susceptible to stuff like that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I was, we did an episode with Andrew recently about scary video games. And uh, there's a Rugrats game that scared me. 
What? So yeah, there was a ghost level with in the in one of the Rugrats video games that scared the crap out of me. So wow. So yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, our Resident Evil easy number three. And I like the movie, the first one. Yeah, the first one, like I said, the first one wasn't bad. They did a good job uh, yeah. with that one. But again, after that, it was just her looking for trouble, and I was like, "This is there is nothing survival about this. This is just cheesy bull crap." And I can't believe people keep going to the movies to watch these, you know, keep going <laughs> to the theaters to watch these films and, and, and prop up these movies. They're so terrible. They're going to see the pretty lady. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. So dumb. Uh, number two. Yep. This was when it got really hard. <laughs> there, there are two franchises left, both of which I love immensely. Um, and I, I I didn't know where to go with it, but I, I thought at the end of the day that one of them just shown above the rest, the, 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 all the rest, especially um, distance itself between this one. This is where I will put Star Wars. Mm. Uh, I am wearing a Star Wars shirt as we speak. Um, I do not own any shirts of the franchise. I'm going to put number one, but you'll see why later. Uh, Star Wars it was the first acceptable nerdy movie, you know what I mean? And it, it came out uh, seven years before I was born, and the first exposure I would have had to it would have been like Return of the Jedi, like taped from TV, you know what I mean? It, it, or I saw it live, and I like had to watch with commercials on TV, but it didn't matter. Right. Like it, it was everything that i was looking for in a movie i you know weird monster alien things you know uh space battles this obviously the lightsaber is the coolest weapon and in movie history and then just the whole concept of the force and the battle of good versus evil and all that was just so perfectly laid out at the right time for me because return of the jedi that came out in I actually think that came out in 84. So I, I mean, Return of the Jedi was 83, like, 83, 83. Yeah. So see, I wasn't even born for that. So I would have been like at best five years old, maybe four years old okay. and able to like, remember and enjoy watching it on TV. But I mean, the toys were everywhere and, you know, I had an older brother. So, I mean, he, he was born in 77. So even he, uh, I don't think was born by the time, like when, when star Wars came out yet, you know, so we grew up on it. It it was, it was already a a pop culture icon by the time that me and him both started, you know, enjoying life (laughs) and and forming memories and, you know, picking out your favorite things and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's been everything. It's been a part of every Christmas with the toys, Um, you know, obviously, they delved into video games. The video games are a lot of hit and misses, but man, when they hit, do they really hit? Mm-hmm. Like I almost, I almost put video games one just based on one of the video games in particular, which was just, you know, it, it was the, the first, uh, first person shooter that like, I never wanted to stop playing. Like I got burnt out on golden. I got burnt out on doom. I never got burnt out on Battlefront. I wanted to play it over and over and over again. 
and then they bring the second one in and, and then you can play as the Jedis. And then and that was even more insane. Just always wanted to battle of lightsabers. It was just phenomenal. Uh, there's also ones that like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Um, it, uh, what was I'm trying to think of another one that came out on like the Saturn. Like, dude, I'm talking like, like fringe, you know, releases that like that not every person got to enjoy because it only came out on a, a certain console. And so, like, um, it, I know the Pod Racers. Everyone loved the Pod Racer for yes. Um. So, and even the new Battlefronts, like I had the Battlefronts that I have for PS4, they're crazy fun too. You know, it plays just like Call of Duty. It's no different. You know, it's it. The graphics are phenomenal. And then um, lately, I've gotten into the books, and and the books are are just so well um, written, and just like the the different plots and subplots and backstories and. Uh, one of the, my favorite books of all time I've ever read was a bounty hunter book, which got into all the bounty hunters that you see in Empire Strikes Back lined up on that catwalk yeah. like, before Boba Fett goes and captures Han Solo. It, you know, every single one of those dudes is, that you only see for all of a couple of minutes. Um, there's a whole book dedicated to like their backstories. Right. And that's how I, I always knew that Boba Fett, spoiler alert, uh, never died. Uh, in the Sarlacc pit, and that he actually blew up the Sarlacc with a thermal I might have read that trilogy as well. I think I still have it here in the studio. It's great. It's and then you know just following along and and, and how he never gave up trying to get on solo is so hilarious. You know that became his life pursuit after that. Right. No, that's yeah. that's really cool. I yeah, Star Wars. I know we only have a couple left, but Star Wars is definitely on my list. I will go. Uh, I will take my time to rant when we get to that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's an it's an excellent choice. It's an absolutely yeah. amazing choice. Um, it should be on just about everybody's right. I was always everyone's like, "Are you Star Wars or Star Trek?" I'm like, "It's Star Wars. It's not even close. It's, it's not, not even it's it's not even close at all. I, I don't care what anybody says. It's Star Wars head and shoulders." Yeah. Head and head and feet above <laughs> uh, Star Trek, in, in my personal opinion. But yep. and um, then the shows. Thank God for the shows that come out now. Yeah. Oh, they're what? They're they're so good. Yeah. Mando and Bad Batch, the Clone Wars, Rebels, and and yeah. and so much more in between. Uh, just great, great, great content that that I'm glad is now is starting to be a little bit more active than it was, to, you know, ten fifteen years ago. Obviously, it's the movies above all of them. So uh, there is one and only one um, movie for Star Wars that stands above the rest for me, and that's Empire Strikes Back. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. My number two, this is where I have the one, the only, the amazing Spider-Man. All right. Uh, uh, Brian said a lot of, you know, good, good reasoning for it. Uh, and as it, he was the most relatable one, like I, I told you guys why I liked X-Men, right? These characters who were outcast. Peter Parker was a dork. All right. He was a yeah. dork. He did good in school and he was picked on and bullied. And, um, you know, he had to hide. He had to hide the fact that he was Spider-Man and out saving people. And I, I thought it was really um, just a trem- again, another tremendous storyline. Unlucky in love. Uh, so many ups and downs. But his his problems were re- were always relatable. His issues were always uh, relatable. Also, in my opinion, 
aside from Batman, Spider-Man has the best, if not one of the best, uh, rogues galleries, as Venom is one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Uh, but very colorful uh, range of, of supervillains, right? Venom, Carnage, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Sandman, Electro, Lizard, uh, Rhino. And, and I mean, that's just skimming the surface of it. There's so many more. Shocker. Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom, in a sense, yes. You know, there's just so many. Uh, so many for, for, you know, characters that Spider-Man has crossed paths with. And, you know, he finds himself intermingled with a lot. I think he was with the X-Men for a little bit of time. He was yep. with the Fantastic Four for a little bit. He was an Avenger. Yep. But he's always he always finds himself working with all these other characters. And it's really uh, it's 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 really, really cool. Uh, the movies have been tremendous. Always. I really like the new ones that they got with Tom Holland. But I don't think I've oh, ever yeah. seen a bad Spider-Man movie. Even Spider-Man, uh, even even Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man three as bad as as it was panned. I don't think I hate it. If that makes sense. Yeah, if if they wouldn't have tried to accomplish so much, that movie would have been a lot better. Right, right. No, I I I, I, I definitely agree with that. It was the weakest one, no doubt. But it, it you know, as far as being terrible, god awful. Uh, I yeah. can't, I can't, I can't say that. Did you but, watch the Andrew Garfield ones? I did like those. I did like those. I I don't the 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 number uh, Amazing Spider-Man two one was pretty good, and then okay. they kind of left you with that cliffhanger and then never answered it again. Yeah. But in my opinion, I thought Andrew Garfield looked the most like Peter the Peter Parker from like comics and video games. Even like th- that PS four Spider-Man game we were talking about when you said it, I feel like that version of Peter Parker looks just like Andrew Garfield. Right. I was just about to say that. I'm like, that is when, when he's walking around in that lab coat, I'm like, that's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> uh, hands down, 100%. So, uh, so I was a little sad when that whole, you know, shows the end. But obviously, we've gotten a lot of good uh, to stem from it. We've gotten a lot of good to stem from it. So, uh, so then, yeah, the video games have been tremendous. The comics, the toys, just so many good memories around it. So in, in order... Uh, number one, I'm actually going to put the, I'm going to put the comics. I'm going to put the <laughs> comics. This is a hard one. Cause there's not, there's not a, like, I, it's a, it's a one, a one, one B one C for me, honestly. Um, the comics are number one. Again, so many fantastical stories. Uh, Spider-Man was one of the, was the very first comic that I ever bought with my own money. Uh, I don't have the book still, but I, you know, I, I, I do remember it to this day. Um, he battled plant man or something like that. Uh, I, I think it was this guy and he, he teamed up with this guy from X force is like name was cinch or sink or yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't remember as well as I thought, but, uh, <laughs> but so comics, number one, the movies, number two, and the video games, number three, that's, that's where I, where I've got them. Uh, there's been so many good video games. There's been the bad ones are very few and far between. I didn't care for some of the PS2 ones like uh friend or foe or web of shadows. I did hear web of shadows was really good, but man, Spider-Man like uh, Spider-Man for PS1 was great. Maximum carnage is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, yeah. it, you know, for, for Sega Genesis and super Nintendo. And then, yeah, the, the Spider-Man movie games were, were all really cool. But this this PS4 one was absolutely incredible. The web swinging mechanic, I never thought it would get much more realistic after Spider-Man 2. 
and this blew it out of the water graphically yeah. and just just experience like I, I want to play this game in VR so bad, so bad. But yeah, I think I'd puke. Probably, probably a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. You get used to it. But um, all right, yes, yeah, so Spider Man is my number two. Perfect choice. Yeah, it, I I don't know if we're gonna have any shockers um, from here on out. Uh, in fact, I don't think we've had any. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my uh, Walking Dead was a little bit of a surprise, but that was a shot. That was a shot to me. One. I had no idea about that one. Okay, good. At least I had one. Uh, this one you have already mentioned as being a franchise that I am Im- immensely in love with, and will expose my children to it. I will desperately try and get them on board with me because this is a franchise that my wife will not enjoy with me at all uh <laughs> lord of the rings slash jrr tolkien can i do that can i yes can I? oh 100 yeah okay because the hobbits essentially so, included in all this too so right so i would have first been exposed to the the world of jr jrr tolkien through the old 70s cartoon movie of the hobbit and i loved it i loved it so much I loved this so much that I eventually did borrow uh, The Hobbit from my library and read it at an age that I was, I always read above my grading class. I was always an excellent reader. And so I would constantly challenge myself by actually knowing that I picked up books that are longer than normal or just way more challenging as far as the verbiage goes. And that was the most fun I've ever had reading a book. And I loved reading books as a kid. And I still probably would love reading books if I spent more time to do it. Um, it, J.R.R. Tolkien, just what he did with having so much thought about every single step of creating that world the languages, the regions, the backstories, the lineage, like the whole, you know, all the the different um, races and everything and just oh, yeah. how they all interacted. Insane. Just so much forethought. Uh, a, a pure genius when it comes to story uh, writing. And the fact that he comes out and he writes the Hobbit and it's such a great success. And then, you know, he, you know, everyone is buying it like crazy that the publisher says, Hey, we really need to do another one. So he starts writing a draft of what, what obviously would have been the Lord of the Rings, but he has a friend of his kid read it, who also read the Hobbit before he published it. And the kid told him that, it was too kiddish and because it had been a few years, you know, since he originally published the Hobbit. So those kids had grown up. So kind of, kind of like what we got with Harry Potter, he purposely then wrote the Lord of the Rings with an older audience in mind. Right. And that's why the Lord of the Rings series is so much darker and deals with so much pure, 
actual evil. Like you did, you you got a taste of it in the Hobbit, and that it was out there. But in in the the world of Middle Earth and the presence of you know you know Sauron is ever ever you know there looming over everything is is something that as a kid I I dove into head first. And then, uh, believe it or not, I didn't get into the movies until they had already been out on DVD. Um, oh, really? I did not go and see the Lord of the Rings, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring in theaters. I watched it with my friends. I believe it might have been on Christmas Day or even the day after. They were all, the, he has a big family and I uh, always, always over there and I was hanging out and they were watching and I said, and I watched it. And I was like, I had completely forgotten all about Tolkien and like how much I enjoyed the Hobbit. I had not given any thought in years. I mean, you know, you're talking about probably like 12 years had gone by since I had read um, anything of J.R.R. So then, you know, the Two Towers comes out and I immediately like, like latch on. And I so I get the book first and I, I read the book. And then the movie comes out and I go and see it in theaters. And then I was hooked. And I was like, yes, this, I'm sorry that I I, I didn't hop on again earlier, but once I was in, uh, I was in. And then the video game series um, already mentioned just some of the best movie adaptations um, made into a video game of all time and still holds up. Um, I tell everyone my favorite game. Um, on PS4 that everyone that owns a PS4 should have is uh, Shadow of Mordor. Everyone yes. needs that game. Yes. It's ridiculously fun to play. Uh, in fact, that's what I'm thinking of as I'm playing the new Spider-Man now. I'm like, man, this game is just as addicting as I I, I found that uh, Shadow of Mordor was. Um, so it. thank God for J.R.R. Tolkien because he really set a trend uh, set a kind of standard that I feel that other franchises um, used, uh, whether they knew it or not, to really care about these characters and, and creating a world that the readers will care so much about because you clearly cared a lot about them. And that's why they're number one, because the movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. The video games, some of my favorite of all time. And the books, arguably my favorite books of all time yeah it, i mean you described it wonderfully it's 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 good there's really no misses with it but you are right J.R.R. tolkien did put a lot of time and energy into in creating this world he drew maps yeah <laughs> he drew he drew maps of of middle earth and what it looked like and i i like my favorite part of the return of the king book that i had was looking at the maps looking at the family lineages you know, oh, who do they, they, these are all the son of, and you know, where's their, their you know, their family trees, and and all the yep. stuff from like the different ages and stuff that you know he didn't really go into in the in 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 his books per se, but he did give like a history of Middle Earth, you know, major moments, uh, you know, that kind of led to the Lord of the Rings, and it was, uh, you know, that that's that's really cool. There's some there's like some authors and stuff who do that stuff way ahead uh, of time. You know, and it's like, oh, this is kind of goofy. But like Tolkien, like did a very. It might have been a re, like him revisiting it. I, I, I'm not sure because I know there's a couple different uh, editions. But 
he uh yeah he really built up a world like and you know took all of his life experiences and, and just put it into this amazing i wish he would have gotten to see the movies i know and that's one thing that i'm sure like a lot of people uh you know wish is that he would have gotten to see those movies and and, and benefit from it and eventually we're gonna get a show eventually right there's supposed to be like a netflix series i think coming out so they, they they're supposed to have they have to release it by next year or else um Lose the licensing. contract is void and it all and it all goes and it all goes back to the tolkien estate to have to pitch again to someone else wow <laughs> but crazy. amazon's trying to do it legit you know what i mean is it so amazon is amazon it. okay well good yeah well good all right that leaves just one more and uh yeah pretty unobvious here it's uh or no it's pretty obvious not unobvious it's pretty obvious uh star wars is my <laughs> number one and uh some i just fell in love with at a very early age well funny story is the first time i was ever taken to see a star wars film i passed out uh oh. i think i've told you about this brian when i my parents took me to see the new hope uh, a new hope re-release 1997 right when we started i passed out and i woke up when the when the credits rolled so um really funny and it's ironic how just immersed with it I, I i became so uh you know just just episode one was probably the first one i sat down and actually like watched start to finish and yeah. uh, again just i just bounced around and i navigated we used to uh my dad actually we'd rent the movies from blockbuster my dad recorded both empire and return of the jedi on, on the same tape he, he used like his camcorder recording trick, so I had him always, and nice. it was uh, oh, it was so cool. I I I just fascinated with Star Wars, the characters, the um, man, the there's so many personalities. Again, the diversity of it, the 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 the, the concept of a lightsaber, all the starships or spaceships, and you know they, they've done just the world building has been humongous. It's not even all George Lucas. George Lucas gave us a foundation of, he gave us a foundation and he permits like authors and stuff to, to read books and, and make video games about it. Uh, yeah. it. It's, it's an amazing, amazing, amazing world to, uh, to behold. So he's, he's very embracing of the fans in a way that like, cause you can make, fan films and as long as you don't try and earn a single penny which is impressive that there's people out there that want to do it right but the fact that he allows you to do it without ever pursuing anything you know legally is kind of cool but i mean i get it too that people are like you know well why didn't he just you know do that from the the, the beginning and it's like well you know he wouldn't have what he has if he didn't try and capitalize on as much merchandising and everything. You know, it, it, the franchise of Star Wars has spawned so much more when you think about Lucas Arts, yes, and everything that that has brought. Like we get no Pixar, you know, without the the Lucas Arts and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's 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 massive. I wish I was around for it when it very when the very first one came out because I feel like the the hype and like the pop culture sensation would be almost comparable to Pokemon. Right. Uh, my dad did see it at that uh, I think it's that, that Chinese theater or whatever in in California and like it, my dad did get to see it there. Um, that really famous that one I can't remember the name of it. 
but the image fan, you know, my dad growing up, they used to drive out to California all the time and he got to go see the, the original one there, which is, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. So, um, but yeah, I just been caught up the books. I mean, I used to read the crap out of the books, uh, growing up all the, uh, scholastic books. And then of course the, the big time novels just yeah. immense in the lore. Um, and, and again, I'm not, uh, not again, but I, I've been very open about how I, much disdain I have for the, the most recent trilogy, but they've kind of made up for it with some of the shows they, yeah. the, 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 the lore is phenomenal. So, yeah. um, uh, my rankings for it would be the movies. Number one, the books, number two, and the video games, number three, but there's no, there's no whiff here. Uh, but my favorite is, uh, I'm going to put revenge of the Sith as my favorite one. Okay. That I'm very confident, comfortable saying that that was the pinnacle for my generation. And again, I love the level of artistry that came with the, the, the lightsaber battles, you know, the Anakin and Obi-Wan, we all knew what was going to happen in a sense, but we didn't know how it was going to happen. And mm-hmm. just the ferocious emotion that had been building up, uh, you know, to that fight. But yeah, those so many classics, George Lucas made, you know, the, the world is immense. I could sit on, they have a, a, a site called Wikipedia where you can yeah. dive into characters. You can learn about, you know, their history and comic books and, and all that stuff. And I could spend forever on that. So, yeah, you lost <laughs> for sure. But that is it, everybody. That is a wrap on season three. All right. We're going to come back, I think, February. So it's going to be a little while. That's kind of the rotation we begin. So season four will begin, let's say February, let's say February 4th, we'll call it. February 4th, we'll be back. All right, we'll be back. And, you know, this has been a lot of fun this season. It was great to finish the season in full. You know, we had a couple solo episodes. We had a couple very unique lists, but I love it. I appreciate all of you for you know, just tuning in and, and, and all the, all the guests, of course, Brian, you are a multi-time guest this season. You know, everybody that we've had this, this, this year for, for making or this season for making lists, it's been a lot of fun chatting with them. And you know, the, the, the door is always open. The door is always open. We've asked a lot of people to, you know, come on and be on the show and scheduling conflicts kind of mess that up. So, you know, I, I'm never hesitant to let people on the show. So if you have a list you want to make, you know me personally or whatever, just don't be afraid to hit me up. And I believe on all of our, you know, all the sites that our podcast is available on, there's there's a way to contact me through email. So don't hesitate. If you ever want a guest, we can Zoom it. And uh, I'd love to make a list with you as long as we haven't made the list uh, prior. So, but that is it, everybody. Uh, make sure you go check out Brian's uh, um, other, well, one. Of, I'm pretty much connected with Brian with everything now. Uh, crafting and Drafting as well as uh, our film room studies for the two-point conversation. But, uh, yeah, Brian, thanks again, buddy, for being on. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was my pleasure. So, in closing, till season four, everybody, uh, do you even list? Let's see it.